So are you sick of this headline formula? How to blank in blank without blank. I mean, it's pretty stale, right? And we're seeing it a lot everywhere these days. So on today's podcast, I'm going to teach you, I'm not going to be teaching, I'm going to have a special guest teach you how to write sizzling headlines for everything that you write. Welcome to Storytelling Secrets. This is the podcast for coaches, consultants, and course creators who want to unlock their core stories and use their stories to sell more online. It's a place to master persuasion and influence so you can build a deep relationship with your audience. And it's a place where real-world marketing strategies, tips, and lessons are shared freely. If that interests you, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Jules Dan, and I've battled my way from being a broke group fitness instructor to a full-time, in-demand, freelance email copywriter. Now, I'm ready to get to work. Follow along on my journey as I share my everyday hard-won lessons. I'm Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. Hey, it's Jules here. Welcome back to Storytelling Secrets. Hope you liked the little intro there. It is going to be talking about all things headlines today. And my guest today, a bit of a backstory of how I actually met him. You may not have known this. I mentioned this a few times in the podcast. I used to have an older podcast called Focused Entrepreneur Radio. Um, it, it was this little thing when young Julian had a job, a marketing side hustle, and I just wanted to start publishing. So I invited Scott onto that show probably about a year and a half ago. So cool how far I've come that last 18 months. But anyways, yeah, Scott came on. I was really intrigued by him. I, he He's a, a super copywriter, basically. He's been doing it for years. I'll read his, uh, his official intro in just a sec. But I really like Scott because he, he does what he, he teaches and he is still at it, right? So that's what I really respect about him. He's just not flogging products and stopped writing. So he is a little bit but my guest. Um, and on the podcast today, we're going to talk about all things about writing good headlines, how to come up with a good idea for the headline, um, how to stand out from all the other stale cookie-cutter templates you see out there. Um, other than that, let's get straight into Scott's little intro here. So Scott is a sought-after speaker uh, a, and has spoken at important digital marketing events such as Breakthrough Business, the Collective Digital Marketing Summit, and many others. And he's facilitated countless workshops and brainstorming sessions with clients and top CEOs all over Australia. He's regarded as one of Australia's top direct response copywriters by the marketing manager at Reader's Digest. His keynotes and presentations have inspired business owners from all walks of life and given them critical strategies they need to remain competitive in the ever-changing marketing landscape. And this is the part I like. Uh, many many clients hold him on retainers for their virtual CMO and say the changes he's made are astro- to the bottom line are astronomical. Many more hire him regularly to orchestrate six-figure launches and seven-figure marketing campaigns. And he's done a list of some of his highlights. So he's orchestrated a comprehensive email product launch campaign that generated over $470,000 in seven days. That is a lot of money. (laughs) Uh, He's helped take a leading Australian brand from zero to 30 million. 
and he's created strategy and copy which attracted in excess of 3,000 attendees to an event and generated over 5 million in sales. I, I don't think he's qualified for the podcast. What do you think? <laughs> no, nah, so it, it, this guy is full of knowledge, deep well of knowledge, and we're going to go really in-depth into all things headlines. So today, I hope you can join my podcast today with Scott Bywater. To storytelling secrets. This is Jules Dan. I'm joined by Scott Bywater from Copywriting That Sells. And before I sort of bring Scott onto the mic, a bit of a backstory. So uh, I think I mentioned this a couple of times. I used to have an older podcast called Focused Entrepreneur Radio. And uh, Scott was one of the really good guests that I brought on there. And, uh, you know, we've, we've spoken back and forth about a few things. I've done a few uh, a few gigs for him, I think at the start of this year. And um, that really sort of started my journey to getting a lot better at interviewing. It woke my, because uh woke my eyes up a little bit to how you become a much better interviewer. Um, but we're going to talk about a lot of stuff to do with the headlines, uh, all about getting the hook, the big idea, the research behind it. So but without further ado, I want to introduce Scott to the, to the podcast. Scott, how's it going? Great, Julian. Uh, and yeah, really good to, really good to be here. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on here. And, um, you know, uh, without, you know, telling the life story, could you tell my listeners a little bit in a nutshell uh, what you do? And, um, yeah, I think we'll just start from there. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I'm a, a direct response copywriter and I guess a, a marketing strategist, which I think uh, every good copywriter should be a marketing strategist because you know where to, where to actually place and, uh, and focus your attention, which is, which is critical. And I started about 18... It's about 18 years ago now. So I've been doing it for close to two decades, written for most of the, the large direct response guys in Australia, um, as well as uh, you're one of the largest natural health companies in the US, one of the largest seminar companies in Australia. So yeah, that's, uh, that's me. And literally in, in yeah, probably 120, over 127 different industries. So yeah. Yeah, and I remember the story you told me that um, when you first got into copywriting, it was like it, you were—I don't know if you was—I think you were sleeping on a couch with your girlfriend in this apartment, and then you were at this job where you weren't making anything, and then you got invited to do copywriting, and it was just opened this whole new world to you. Is—is that—is is that still the line of the story? That I fudged a bit. I mean, I had a hairdressing salon because um, yep. I went to a. Brad Sugar's seminar and got this idea to get, get this hairdressing salon. Yep. And that was a, it was a bit of a nightmare. We actually did okay with the marketing, but there was a lot of other things in, uh, in business that didn't go so well. So anyway, I ended up running a, um, a classified ad saying, uh, you know, it was something like marketing genius proven results uh, on credit. It was about $18 back in the day. And um, I, I managed to get a client and then that led to another client, et cetera, et cetera. And then my, it was actually my wife who saw the ad for the Reader's Digest. Um, and uh, long story short, I didn't end up getting the job, but I did get the confidence. That was for copywriting. And I started, I niched into this area and literally I probably 10 times uh, my income overnight and never looked back, um, which, which just goes to show uh, the importance of hitting the right niche at the right time. Uh, you yep. can either be riding the wave. Uh, yeah. And if you're riding the wave, then everything flows nicely. Obviously, if you get on the wave too early, you miss it. If you get on too late, you get dunked. So yeah, I, I think that applies to 
any business. So you sort of latched on to what was kind of on its way up as a, as a niche for you to hone in on. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's like a trend, right? So, um, at that at that time, so there wasn't a lot, particularly in Australia, uh, there wasn't many direct response uh, copywriters at the time. Uh, obviously, my skill level is was far less than it is now. Um, but so there wasn't a lot, but there was a there was a there was a demand there was a demand. So as soon as I focused on that area obviously um, I became in demand. So different industries go through this. Like, so, so let's say Facebook ads uh, five years ago, if you latched onto that niche, you could do, you could do quite well because there's not a great, yeah, there's not a great, uh, yeah, there, there's a great demand, but there's not many people who, who do it. So you, you latch onto that niche, you get really good at it. You become the best, you establish your reputation, et cetera, et cetera. And that could be any new, I mean, it could be any new technology. Google AdWords would be the same, YouTube. Um, so I think that's something, uh, you know, no matter what, and it could be in the manufacturing industry or so, it could be anything. Um, but it's like looking at that trend and making and seeing if you can get on the right wave at the right time. Mm, okay. Yeah. Really, really interesting. And, um, and what was the niche that you were, uh, that you, in, that you went into? Oh, so, so the niche, oh, the niche then was copywriting. Um, yep. but, but you, you could be, and I started off as a marketing consultant, which was a very broad area. Yep. Um, so that, that's that, but you know, like, yeah, it could, it could be any, any niche. I know business coaches uh, yeah. who did extremely well in the early days, um, whereas now it's a far more competitive industry. Yeah. So, so it's looking at where you can be. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's looking for games that you can win more easily, right? That that's yeah. ultimately what you want to be doing. You don't want to be going up against, you know, going into a game, which is hard to win. You want to pick the game, which is easier to win. Makes a lot of sense, you know, go where, where, go where people are hungry and there's not many people serving that audience. Um, yes. So at all these lessons that you probably learned along your journey. So um, some of the things we wanted to talk about was the headlines, you know, the hook coming up with the research uh, before we sort of like get to the how to, could you give me maybe a bit of a story or an example when you realized that the headline was literally the most, one of the most important things that you need to come up with? I mean, the, the headline, you know, like, like there's things that whisper and things that scream. I'm just saying, I'm just thinking about a, a story, but in, in essence with headlines, right, there's things that whisper mm -hmm. and things that scream. And so things that whisper might be, I don't know, you've got a, you know, whether you write in Times New Roman or Ariel, which can have an impact, but it's, it's, you know, it's not going to make a massive impact. Yep. Whereas a headline is something, so that's something that whispers. A headline is something that really, really, um, really screams. And I mean, you see that in split tests. You know, you run a, you know, you run a Google ad or you run a changes to your landing page, and you can see the way, you know, changing that up can bump, you know, can bump the response considerably. Yep. Um, so yeah, and and it really is the most critical. Yeah, it's a, it's a single most critical part i mean that the you know you've got the offer you've got the target market you combine the you know the offer that you're you're making sure you've got a powerful offer with making sure you can targeting the target market with the headline they're probably the three things that overall that uh you know that screen so it was it's it targeting it was the marketing and what was what was the third thing you said yeah so you've got the targeting so yep. you know uh, yeah for instance uh, let, let's use this as a 
as a as, as a real example. But yeah, so so you want to be making sure that you're targeting the right yeah the right people. So let's say you're going out as a yeah as a yeah let's say you're a, you're an you're an agency as an example a marketing agency. Well, you know, do you want to target startups? Do you want to, do you want to target seven-figure businesses? If you're charging a lot and you're offering a niche service, you want to you want to go after those. Yeah, maybe you want to go after those seven-figure businesses. Well, if that's the case, that's who you go after because you've got a twenty thousand dollars coaching program or something that you want to sell or uh, something like that. So that's the targeting. Yeah. Um, then you've got obviously the headline is understanding. The headline and the offer comes down to empathy, right? Like you need to understand that niche better than they understand themselves. Uh, and a really good way to do that is by using surveys and and questionnaires and and buyer personas and and that sort of thing, so that you can just get inside their head. And that's actually how you come up with the best headlines, and it's actually how you come up with the best offers. Exactly. Because, yeah. How can you know what to say if you don't know who you're talking to? Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people preach Facebook groups, Amazon surveys are really good. Um, I like to use interviews. They're they're one of my favorite ways to do it. Um, just out of curiosity, uh, how do you make sure that some? Because I was I was reading some Dan Kennedy's material this morning, um, and it was they were talking about um, how to get past. So when someone answers from from a survey you know, the first thing I tell you will come from the logical part of the brain, just to satisfy the person asking the question. Um, and they talked about different methods to get people to talk from like their reptilian part of the brain. And that's where the real sort of emotions are. So you can get to empathy, like you're saying. So do you have any advice or tips on, on how to get more authentic answers in those surveys? Oh, I think the big thing with surveys is to ask open-ended questions, right? So, so if you're asking a, uh, you know, an open-ended question about what your biggest challenge is or uh, what what questions would you ask me if you could ask me anything, then you're going to get people that will will talk about that and, and will engage in that. So they're the, you know, what, what are your biggest gripes in, the, in you know, within the, you know, XYZ industry, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, and I find that people are People are fairly open uh, with that, with those sort of those sort of things. It's you know you, you can ask yes no questions for certain things like are you a man or a woman are you a you know are you you know what what's your age and all that sort of thing and then you can even segment the survey if you want so it, you know it, for an example you could segment that survey and go well twenty five to thirty said that so we're going to run ads to them on Facebook around those issues yep. whereas sixty to sixty five said that so we're going to run ads to them around those issues so you can actually then go down and and segment it now if you want to go into like the you know like the if you want to really deep dive you can do what's called buyer persona interviews where you you go after the five buying rings and you find out you know what instigated the decision you know what instigated them to look at it what's the buying process all that sort of thing and that that obviously takes a lot of um time and effort but it can go it can go quite yeah, quite deep as well. Yeah, exactly. So asking opening questions, that's a really good thing. And uh, like you said, segmenting who said what so that you're able to better target exactly the right person at the right moment. And um, yeah, I, I would definitely, for, for my listeners, I would definitely recommend looking into buyer personas. E- even if you, you know, 
you don't go through it and follow it step by step, just getting a clear idea of like, okay, these are, these are the steps as to why someone might buy from you and why they might pick someone else. Or what are the research that, that steps involved? And that's really critical. Um, Cause I remember when we did some, some of that research together, uh, Scott, there was some really like huge like insights just came out of it. And you're like, Oh, I, I did not pick up on that. And that's, that's the reason why. And, you know, sometimes they don't tell you this in surveys. So obviously it's better to do a mixture of everything. Um, and, and this leads to my next question. So once you've got that research, um, how do you come up with those headlines that don't sound like everyone else? How to with, uh, how to blank without blank. Like that's one of those classic templates that you just see all over the web now. Um, I know they still work, big benefit headlines, but um. Yeah, ha, ha, what, what are some ways that you go into crafting uh, a more sophisticated headline that actually works? Yeah, so, so, so the real key thing here is to, is to look at with a headline is it's understanding the target market because when you understand them, you know what headlines to do, you know what language they use, all of that sort of thing. So that's one yep. of the reasons we did the survey. But you don't write the survey first. That's uh, that, that, Sorry, you don't write the headline first. Mm. Um, so you want to be writing the headline last yeah. uh, and the reason why you write the headline last is by then you've got so much money so many ideas so many things going around in your subconscious mind yeah. uh, that though that they they pop to the surface so the, the real key is you know I mean how do you do it so they pop and they're not I mean the, the big thing is you want to be writing many of them do you know what I mean so, so I'm just yeah. careful here not to um yeah because sometimes you 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 yeah you do it so naturally it's like it's hard to explain like because you've been doing it so long so i just want to i just want to bring it down to let's say a a, a, um a foundational sort of level but what you so what what you want to do is you want to be writing a number of them like you know write 20 30 40 50 and see which ones pop to the surface Um, I mean, some of the ones I've written down, because I, I probably split test, I would have split tested thousands of headlines for a client, um, email subject lines. They've got a very large email list um, in the natural health space in the US. And you know, like, like some, of the, some of the ones I've, I've, I've just noted down here, like relate plus problem. Um, so something like, you know, founding kitchens, it makes your risk of the flu sore. Uh, so, so that, that sort of thing. And these, this is just stuff I have discovered from doing them. Not, not that I've picked up from, from, from books or something like that. And then then I've got a second one. Uh, I'll take you through seven, uh, do something specific plus benefit. So do this before June 30th to slash your taxes by 27%. Uh, so, so it's like, it's like something you got to do before a specific date to pick up a benefit. Uh, if problem, do this. If you've got a headache, use this pressure point or, or touch this pressure point on your hand. So you can see the specificity going into that. And it's like, if you've got a headache, you're like, what is that pressure point? Which brings out the curiosity. And I'll take you through, remind me before the end of this this uh, this, this interview, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you know the, the, the most powerful word I've found to use in headlines um so bring that up yeah make sure you bring that up sort of towards the end yep, but or, or by the end um the, the other one is use metaphors to turn it into a thriller so best-selling juice like a friend who stabs you in the back 
Um, so you can, so, so it sort of paints this picture. Um, Best selling juice like a friend that stabbed you in the back. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, the headline. Yeah. Like this, this best selling juice, it's like a friend that stabbed you in the back. So you could say this, I mean, a similar headline to that, which says the same message is, is this best selling juice is bad for you. But the, but the picture of a friend stabbing you in the back, you think yeah, it's a friend that's stabbing different. you in the back, makes it pop and brings it, brings it to life. Um, yeah, something common could, co- could cause a problem. So wearing these popular shoes could trigger knee pain. So that's so all if of a sudden problem, you're like, oh, I don't want to wear point. those. Uh, yeah, yeah so, or something common could cause a problem. So wearing these popular, popular shoes could trigger knee pain. So it's like instantly you want to go, what are the shoes that he's talking about? Do you know what I mean? Like, or wearing these types of shoes could, yeah, because I don't want knee pain. Yeah, that yep. that sort of thing. So, or it could be back pain, whatever. Yep. Whatever. The and problem. Can, can I just stop you before you want to yeah. give a few examples? So, uh, who was the target market, and and um, you know, why were you mentioning shoes and knee pain? I'm curious. Um, I for, for this it would be it would be a very broad target market. So yep. so so you'll be talking about um, uh, and and I I cannot remember exactly when I wrote that headline. Um, you know exactly when because I've I've collected them over the years. But yeah, th- this is like what you're going is you're going for a big niche. So if I was doing this in in let's say a Facebook ad or something like that, I'd probably go back pain because back pain is a big problem for people. Yeah, if it if it did trigger back pain as well as knee pain, I would go for back pain. But you're mm-hmm. looking for, there's a commonality here, right? Because everyone wears shoes. So everyone wears shoes yep. and a large percentage of the population either get knee pain or they worry about knee pain or back pain. So you're, you're, you're going out there and you've got a really wide interest. Do you know what I mean? So, so that could be also you know, like, let's say you're going out to a list of um, yeah, a particular CRM users. You could say, if you use XYZ CRM, you know, it could be costing you, you know, this, this glitch could be costing you thousands. And it's like, oh, I use that software. So then it's relevant to me. Right. But you wouldn't go, you wouldn't do that to a wider audience because, only like, yeah, 0.1% of them are using that particular CRM. Yeah. Yep. I, I completely understand what you're saying. Um, and and these headlines that, that you've written, um, are they specific to, what, what kind of media are they really specific to? Or is it is it still just apply to everything? Yeah. I mean, no, these can apply to anything. So it can be email, it can be YouTube, it can be Facebook. I mean, mm-hmm. All media can apply, all headlines can apply to anything, right? You've just got to take the context that they're hitting your page with. So if someone's done a search for, you know, for um, a particular CRM, then that CRM ad is perfect. But, you know, let's say, and they're seeing a YouTube and you're popping up with a, a 30 second video, then that really makes, really makes sense. It probably doesn't make sense going out as a random Facebook ad, um, you know, where, yeah, where only a very small percentage of people would know about that CRM. So, um, yeah, yeah, but the medium, at the end of the day, it's about the eyeballs, not the medium, right? So it's about the conversation going on behind these eyeballs yeah. that, matter, that matters, not the medium. Um, yeah, because the medium is, yeah, I mean, 
whether I see the, this on a whether I see the, the headline on a computer screen or I see it on a postcard or I see it as a text, yep. it's, it's, it really doesn't matter too much. As long as it's uh, tapping into what you said, conversation going on in their head and uh, you've done your research, then that's going to grab the attention. Um, I'd love to hear a few more of your other examples and, you know, if you could break down, you know, why, why you chose that hawk and what was the thinking behind that, those headlines? Have you got a few more there? I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, absolutely. And what I did with these, um, I, I actually delivered this at a, at a, at another event. Um, what I did with these is I actually looked at, um, you know, some of the best headlines, which I've written over the years uh, and the ones that really performed well. And then I looked at what, what, what is the actual, you know, what is the theme here um, that, that made them work. So here's another one is uh, relate to something they know. So um, more effective than Panadol on headaches. Yeah. So, 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 so if, if that's, and, and don't you, I actually don't know what this is anymore. So I'm actually curious what it is, yeah. right? Cause I wrote it some, so long ago, but don't you want to know what's more than more effective than Panadol on headaches? Yeah. It, it's, it seems like one of those little tiles that you see on the, on the side when you're just scrolling through a new site and it's just one of those real clickbaity things like, what, what, what is that thing? What um, is that? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you know what? It might be, I mean, I mean, that could be, you know, like, like that could be you know, massaging that part of your hand between the, the thumb and the finger. You know, if you find a study that is, I, I don't know if that is, is, is proven to, to do it, but another one is more effective and I believe this is the case, but no one take my word for it. Do your research. But I believe if you exercise, it's better. You know, it's actually better than antidepressants because it sends off all chemicals in your brain and you know, mm -hmm. all the endorphins and all that sort of thing. So a really good headline there is more effective for depression than antidepressants. And then a subheadline, but it doesn't cost you a cent. Yeah, and it's like, what is that, right? So now you're not curious because I told you it's it's exercise, um, but that's a perfect thing. Like if you're a personal trainer, yep, and you're you're, you're going to go, and obviously you got to check in the legal things and what you can say and what you can't say, and don't take any of this as advice. Um, but yep. but you know you need to Good do your own us. research on what you can <laughs> say and what you can't say. But if you went out there and you went more effective than depression um, than antidepressants. There's a lot of people suffering from depression in this world. There's a lot of people suffering from anxiety. So all of a sudden, you, you're, not selling, you're not selling personal training services anymore. You're actually selling removing depression, right? And then, you, and then you can talk about, you can lead with that study and you can lead and you can talk about, um, you know, like, you know, if you suffer from depression, et cetera, et cetera, you bring that study up and then yeah. you can you can segue into your personal training services. So let's let's use personal training as an example. So you could you could also lead with like that's one for depression. Um, but but there's there's ways you could lead with you know like if you if you let's say sending it to older people, the fact that most people die because they because they break their bones, right? And you find a study because there's always a yeah sure response. So you find a study on how you know doing weightlifting. 
um, you know, makes your bones stronger so they don't go brittle. And so you, you know, so you live longer. And then it, then it becomes about spending more years with your grand, grandchildren, right? And, yep. and you tap into that emotion. So this yep. isn't about just going to the gym. All of a sudden you're selling, you're selling spending more years with your grandchildren, which is huge. Um, I mean, you could go into so many different personal training. You could go into, um, you know, you, you could go into, yeah, into all sorts of niches, you know, like having more energy for your kids, having more, you know, like, like there's a whole myriad of things that you can actually, you know, that you can actually tie into for a simple service. Yeah. I'm really glad you brought this up because it's a really good point and it's something I struggle with at the start. And um, I mentioned before that you knew Pete as well, my coach, and a really good tip that he said to me that you probably agree with is that you ask yourself, what are you really selling? Like, what is the meaning behind it all? It's, it's not necessarily the, the result. It's like, what's the meaning behind that result? And then that's that's a really good uh, emotion to tap into inside your headlines. So yeah. Um, And on that point, I'm really curious. So a headline that Pete mentions as well. So maybe you've got a few on there is he he brings up the dominant um, emotion in the headline. It's not necessarily um, a big benefit or it directly targeting the pain. Um, Yeah. Just curious if that's something you've touched on. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it's all emotion, right? So mm. um, we want to be, you know, be hitting on the emotion, all that sort of thing. Can you give me an example when you say dominant emotion, just to just to provide some context? Uh, oh, um, I wish I could click. I want to click pause and then just get a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> there was a few. There was a one about this. Uh, it was. Um, it was like um, confessions of snorers of husband reveals. Um, and then it was something to do with that. And it was just like a, a story driven headline based on how she was frustrated from being kept up all night from snoring. Yes. Yeah. So, so and that, that sort of stuff works well, right. Where, where you're bringing up the story based on the, on the emotion. So you're, you're, yeah. you're, the emotion might be like this frustration with the husband who's snoring. Um, and you could do a star story solution angle based on that. Yeah, where you where you have your star, which is that you know that person, the story they went through and how they solved it, which is your product, um, yep. which is which is which is a perfect, you know, which is a nice little uh, little flow. I think um, I learned that from John Carlton. It's, but the, yeah, the, that's Gary Halbert's thing. Thing, yeah, 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 and they work closely together. Yeah, exactly, so exactly. Yeah. Cro- crossover, but but that, that star story solution is is a really nice, um, you know, is it is a really nice, you know, nice niche to or yeah a nice way to do it so yeah yep and and, uh i'm just curious so just backtracking a little bit i got a bit sidetracked on a tangent there um so you you mentioned before how it's probably in the headline you don't want to reveal it straight away because it'd be boring and you wouldn't captivate people so and that's what I wanted to ask, you know, when would you want to sort of reveal um, the payoff after that headline? And, um, and again, because on an email, typically you don't want to keep them waiting till the end. You, um, or I like to keep, I like to give the payoff climb towards the top and then hook them back in. But maybe some medias are different, but yeah, I'm just curious to hear your experience. Yeah. I mean, I mean, often, you know, the headline, the subheadline, it, 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 it's always contextual to the situation, yeah. But um, what what there's a there's a there's a really good ad with um, that that Gary Halbert 
um, did, and, and I use that as a model for a letter I wrote recently. But it talks so. So what it what it does is you basically talk about you know this amazing um, you know this, in this case it's like this amazing investment, right? And this investment does this, and it's better than this, and it's better than that, and it's better than that, and you give real data to back it up, um, and then you say and 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 then you call it investment X, and you write and you go through the seven benefits. So you're you're reading this. You're reading this copy and you're like, what is this investment? It's crazy. And then eventually you give it, right? And then it's like, are you surprised? Well, and then you can sort of continue on from on from there. Uh, but it's sort of similar. Like if I tell you, like just something simple, uh, goal setting is the best way to achieve your goals as a headline. You go, yep, that's great. Yeah, heard that already before. know that. Thank you. See you later. Got, got what I want. But if I say... If I say something, and this is not the best headline, but just just for, as a demonstration, but if I say this is the best way to achieve your goals, or this will help you achieve your goals seven times faster, according to a recent Harvard study. Yeah. Um, and there isn't a Harvard study, but yeah, you, you get really. them using that as a as a as a for contextual example. Then all of a sudden, it's like, what is it? It's going to help me achieve my set goal seven times faster. So the benefits in there and there's proof, right? According to a recent Harvard study. And then, and then I start to talk about the Harvard study and I go, we had one group and they did one thing. And then they had the, the second group and they did this and they were the same age. And you can have a, you can lead with like a wall street journal type of two young men uh, opening Google that if, if you're listening and you haven't, um, you haven't seen that ad, but but you you go through that, and you know one person did that, another person did that, and people are like scratching their head, going, "What is this? You know, what is this uh, this technique?" And then you go, "It's goal setting," but but you wouldn't call it goal setting, right? If you're writing a thing, you'd call it, um, you know, you'd call it the the triple hoop, um, the triple hoop uh, achievement strategy, you know, achievement yeah. technique or something like that. And I've developed it after. You know, 127 hours of research and et cetera, et cetera. And then you take people through your unique mechanism of how you've achieved your goals as, as an example. So yeah, long absolutely. way to answer the question, but, but you, 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 you get the point. Yeah, we get there. So like it's, it's curiosity is, is the main thing you want to be driving for. And one of the biggest mistakes that I made in my emails was that I was always vague. I always referred to this that after I followed a sentence about a topic and, uh, and obviously that's wrong, but the only time that you can get away with that and being vague is what it sounds like in the headline. And it actually works really well. Like this, that, this one thing, something like that just seems to work really well. It taps into our curiosity. Uh, so Scott, is, is there any other, any other tips you'd like to give? Um, otherwise, um, yeah, I'm happy to keep talking or we can wrap it up. It's up to you. Yeah, yeah. Well, well I'll, I'll give you the, the the other one in terms of the headline strategies, and um, which is the best and worst is is best and worst. So works works really well. So the worst type of coffee you can drink wrecks your immunity, right? So so you're like, oh, do you, what what is it? Am I drinking it? Like everyone drinks coffee. Not everyone, but a large what? percentage of the population drinks coffee. So. Um, yeah, the best types of shoes mums with toddlers can wear. Uh, so if that's targeted to toddlers, 
really powerful to mums with toddlers. You know, yeah. you go on Facebook and you and you go with that niche. It's like, oh, yeah, what's this? Um, yeah, the the worst mistake you can make on your tax return costs you thousands. You know, so 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 it's like the best and worst can be a really effective way. And again, it taps into that. Yeah, it taps into that curiosity. And curiosity is the yeah, is the real, you know, curiosity killed the cat. Curiosity you know, gets people to read the next line. And that's the job of a headline, ultimately, is to get people to read the next line. And, you know, and then go down that slippery slide to get, you know, to get to the end of your, your community, you know, your sales message or your communication. Yeah. I, I, yeah, 100%. If anyone takes anything away from this podcast, it's always generate curiosity in your headline, but then don't annoy the reader so like give them a payoff but then give them the reason like scott said to continue reading so like open another loop what's the next thing about to happen i know it's probably a bit out of the scope of the conversation of headlines but um yeah that's just a big lesson i'm learning this year and it's really really helped yeah yeah no absolutely so so it's um it's so 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 like in summary what you want to be doing is is do your research because that'll help you come out with come up with the best you know the best headlines Make sure you factor in curiosity into your headlines. Really, 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 really critical. So make sure that, that they're, they're curious. Do your research. Get a swipe file. Um, if you're struggling to find a swipe file or you, you, know, you, you really need a swipe file, you can just go to like, you know, go and look up, go to Google Images and look up Cosmo, um, you know, like their front pages or, or something like that. And you'll get all yeah. these headlines or talk, look up, top 101 best headlines all of that sort of all of that sort of thing and you'll get some you'll get some really good headlines so um so, so that that's what i would say in yeah in in summary um i would also encourage you go and check out buzz sumo so buzz sumo um on there has that they, they did a study with i think it was millions and millions of headlines that they used ai and everything to check it out and uh, they've got like the top phrase starting headlines, the top um, things to end your headlines with, the top things to open, like all of that sort of thing. Um, and what one of their headlines is, one of their top headlines is this will make you. So this will make you, uh, you know, this will make you eat your breakfast. This will make you go to bed earlier. This will make you... Um, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever it is, this will make you change the type of shoes you wear. And yeah. it's like, what is that? So it really amps up that, yeah, that curiosity, which brings me to the four-letter word. What do you think it is? Any any guesses? The the, the four-letter word, or oh, yeah, the most powerful word that you said. Okay, so f- f- free is F R E E. That's four. It's uh, my biggest guess. No, it's not free. Oh, um, <laughs> and it's not you. You is three letters. Oh, give one more. Not if uh, this, it's not this. Um, okay, you better just fill the beans. Oh, I got it. Yes. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, can last you, last you one. Right now that you know, can you work out why it's this? Yeah, after all this conversation, it's it's uh, it's just a, opens the loop for so many possibilities. Yeah, it it opens a total loop in your mind. You know, this yeah, you know, this is the best way to read a book. 
you know, rather than the best way to read a book is, uh, you know, whatever it is. So it, it keeps the curiosity there and that sort of thing and, um, and gets people to read the next, you know, the next thing or to click or, or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, Scott, it's been an absolute pleasure having a chat with you. Um, so where can my audience best find you or if they want to contact you or get to know you? Yeah, yeah. So, so if you go to scottbywater.com.au um, and all the links to my social media, et cetera, et cetera, are, are, there, are on there as well. Um, and if you want to get um, a, you know, a, a report with some really good formulas for Facebook ads, go to scottbywater.com.au forward slash Facebook formulas. Um, and that's where, you'll, that's where you'll find me. Okay, cool. I'm going to put those in the description. Scott, thanks for coming. Thanks so much for coming on to Storytelling Secrets. Yeah, no, no, you're, you're welcome. Great to, great to be here. Thanks for having me, Julian.